The Queen's Gambit. Two, three, and four. Oh my gosh. So we were going to try to do a recap of the whole season. That fell apart after episode three. And then we were like, okay, we'll just add on four. And holy shit. I know. There was too much. We could not, even after three, we're like, I, we, we got to recap it. I know. There's so much. So much. So let's get into two then. Yes. Yeah, so two sees Beth get taken from the orphanage. She's adopted. And yet again, they set us up for the obvious, right? The adopted father looks like a complete yes. creep. Mm-hmm. And he says, do you go by Betty? Like, yeah. ugh, gross. And I'm like, oh, they're going to take her home and he's going to molest her. It's yes. not going to be good. And then expectations subverted again. Now, he's a creep he's and a, he's a jerk. He's a jerk, but he's just a run-of-the-mill jerk. Yeah. You know? Yes. He's just not yes. interested in his wife, really disconnected, inattentive, but just kind of a jerk yeah he was not going to do anything like yeah. what you might think of the per- girl who gets taken home from the orphanage by some creepy family exactly then she gets a beautiful room and it it they're like oh maybe this is all okay but you feel like something bad is gonna happen you do so he takes off she does begin her first tournament she goes to the kentucky state chess championship i guess she meets those twins that continue to to pop in just, to this like, hey, to the episode hi, hey right. they're just always I, there i kind of like it i like them too okay so she goes to her first tournament in kentucky she we see her kind of fish out of water but also knowing more than lots of people uh, the first thing i wanted to talk about was playing towns oh yes that was a an intense scene. It's like they've been circling each other mm-hmm. and then they sit down across from each other and there's just so much tension between them. Clearly sexual tension, yes. even though yeah. it's inappropriate to, to do anything about it. But it's really loaded when he's playing her. And she is clearly more off her game than he is just yeah. maybe from the age right it's he is well and i don't handle himself a little yeah i don't think she's ever she doesn't know what this feeling is like it, right. there's actual right. sexual tension you're right and to her yes. i think you see it in her face like i'm like oh no she's gonna she's gonna get distracted she's gonna lose because mm-hmm. she's like checking this guy out and yeah but just i think it's a totally foreign concept to her and this feeling in her is what is this you know i think she's usually such a machine Yes. When she goes to play. And now she's like, hmm. Oh, 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 God. Right. She's seeing something else besides chess. And then an interesting thing happens in that moment where you're like, she's getting too excited about watching him and, and playing against him. But she gets her period. I know. Her first period. It just shows she's a young girl. Yes. This is her first time. She has no idea what to do. And it was unexpected because you don't really know what's going on in that moment. Yeah. And she doesn't know. She Right. She goes running out. You think she's sick or whatever. And it turns out right. she's getting her period. I mean, and then she just shoves some toilet paper down there and goes back to play <laughs> in the final for the Kentucky State yes. Championship. You're like, you go, girl. Yeah. So this was a moment I wanted to talk about yeah. as one of those moments of like, is this... A man is this a woman clearly written by a man, or is this a man who has somehow transcended his simple? Not, I don't mean simple, but just his solely male mind and really embodied a woman. What do you think? So 
I don't really want to get this personal about my teenage years, but like I had like an exact moment like that. Oh my goodness. With a tennis tournament. Okay. I did that exact. I had no idea what was going on. I was away at a sleepaway camp. I went to a, I never went to sleepaway camp per se. I went to a one week tennis camp in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. It was between eighth and ninth grade. I had actually gotten my period one time before but like mm-hmm. I yeah, had no idea exactly then I had no right, idea yeah. when the second time was coming and right. so <laughs> didn't have anything and was playing in in the finals of the tournament oh and I was like gosh. what is happening I go to the bathroom oh, I have wow. no means of doing anything right. except taking a wad of toilet, toilet paper, paper. Yes. and I'm like I, which by the way running around Bad idea. Horrible. Horrible. We don't even need to get into how uncomfortable and terrible that was. Also, P.S., wearing whites. Right. A white tennis skirt. So, yeah, I literally and then went out and won. And so So uh, this did happen to me. He did. Yes. An amazing job. Well, I mean, in those, given the circumstances, you know, what else? I mean, I guess though, at least this one, this girl was giving her something, but she didn't know what to do with it. But I could almost probably have seen myself do that. Yeah, that's great. I don't get this thing and I got to go play. So this will have to do. Yes. So actually, yeah, I did. I know. I was, I was on the fence, but now you've pushed me over. I, I just thought it was impressive that he would think to so many men writing a 13-year-old girl or 15-year-old girl, whatever she is, would have just ignored her first period. It just would not, you don't have to show that. You're it's right. It's not, you know, you could easily just have that be like, like everything we do in the bathroom is never seen on screen. Right? No, you're right. And this was in, again, we said before, it was, this was based on a book. Presumably this scene was in the book. So it's, it took mm. two men really, because yes, the man yes. who, the, the author of the book and then for them to include it in the show. I mean, I think, right. I think because so much of this is about her wanting to be her taken being. seriously as the best mm. chess player, we'll get to that too, but not the best female, but but was right. like to remind us that she is maybe is still is a woman doing this yes. in a man's world and her yes. age I think like you said that she is still a girl I mean just right. kind of figuring shit out like that but she's right got these other pressures right because if this was a grown woman you know talk about me and finance you're not gonna talk about my period as stopping something because this is something I uh, presumably I know how to handle yes with ease (laughs) yes exactly exactly but yeah yeah no I I thought it was I thought it was a really good moment of okay that you're going beyond just writing a woman in a man's or a man in a woman's body and pretending like this make that alone makes it something different this is really kind of getting what it's like to be a woman in in that world Mm mm-hmm and it was it did also present kind of a nice moment for her mother to step up that her now adopted mother right. played by who who's the Mariel Heller okay and she you know she steps up and she says i'm a, i'm a shit wife essentially but i can try to do something as a mother right. and it's kind of a sweet moment yeah and we're starting Which, to learn you know by then a little bit about her that she you know had had a miscarriage and I think had wanted to be a mother but but 
it didn't work out and now she's getting this chance at it much later in life but she's yeah. realizing you know what you know what maybe maybe i could be good at this yes and, and she's got issues of her own oh, clearly but yes yes yeah. but she's trying and and we see a really nice arc in these three episodes with with her mother before before we move on to episode three I wanted to just I wanted to close out the town stuff what what did you think was going on with them because he does come back in episode three but there's so much other stuff to talk about I want to so you mean just after episode two I mean, in episode three, when they, oh. they meet again. Oh, and oh, you want to jump he, to that? Yeah, because we're on yes. towns. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. But that was interesting. It was very interesting. I I liked that he came back, but then yes. when he was like, "Do you want to go play chess in my room?" I'm like, "Oh, oh right, okay." And they, yeah. he was clearly about to kiss her. Like she's finally of of age. We can make this thing happen now. And he. I don't know. I didn't think that. I I know it sounds like such a line, and I I think it was a line. But I'm also like, all right, listen, that's cool. He seems like a nice guy. But then, what was with the dude walking in? Were we supposed to think he was with the guy, or or he definitely was buddy? I mean, he's not just no. But then he doesn't care that he clearly busted his boyfriend if he was him about to hook up with the chess girl. I think probably bisexuality was not really something people understood then right so I think she takes offense like you're just fucking with me right because you're really but I think he is into her yeah because you're gay meaning you're gay not just that you're taken which he clearly seemed to be right but that you're gay and so you're not interested in me at all but I don't think that's true I do think he was into her whether it's because of her chest brain mm-hmm. or why or or maybe he's just into redheads who knows but i really did think it was sincere but she i don't think she took it well there. no no and right. again that was sort of her first foray into anything you know sexual or yes with it with the opposite sex and of course you know i think she thinks like she did something <laughs> wrong like what the yeah. fuck like that's a yeah that's a Bad first it doesn't encounter. go well yeah it doesn't go well either time with him no when, because she's playing with him and she gets her first period and then she's like yeah let's go back to the room and then your boyfriend interrupts us and leaves in his tight small bathing suit and it's like right. bye guys <laughs> i mean clearly he doesn't think any the boyfriend doesn't think anything of it he's like i'm just leaving you with this girl in the room who cares yeah you guys carry yeah. on you know yes whatever yeah. you were doing but it was a very strange moment for me i'm like hmm. it was but those are the strange moments that makes this show so interesting and original and like it makes you think like what was going on there i have i personally believe he's just fully bisexual and doesn't you know it's just not as common back then for people to understand that he's completely into her but also has this boyfriend right which you know and then we can discuss whether he's a jerk for yes potentially wanting to cheat on him or Mm -hmm. whatever but right but i i just thought that was a really interesting complication yeah definitely so episode three oh i loved this one such a good so we're introduced to benny watts oh played by thomas brody singer 
of Love Actually fame. I love that this kid is everywhere. You know, he was on Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done quite a bit. At- Benny. That was at the at Cincinnati. So she's right. gone to Cleveland, Ohio, in in addition to Kentucky. And then after she does, she gets a Life magazine interview. And there's a I photographer. There's so, so much, much here, <laughs> right? So yes. much. So this reporter comes and she's asking her, and the reporter is doing a shit job. Yes. She's just like taking every. Again, stereotype. Oh, the orphanage must have been so depressing. You must have been so lonely. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I like being alone. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, This whole intro- quote, I have to read the whole thing. I love yeah, this. Yeah, okay. I, I like go. stopped, rewound. Like, chess isn't always competitive. Chess can also be beautiful. It was the board I noticed first. It's an entire world of just 64 squares. I feel safe in it. I can control it. I can dominate it. And it's predictable. So if I get hurt, I only have myself to blame. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just love that. And I, I stopped mostly because this totally reminded me of, I, I'm talking about tennis twice in one episode. Wow. But <laughs> it reminded me of something, oh, this is will come as no surprise to you that when I was a senior in high school, we our coach made us write essay or this like t- just it wasn't even supposed to be an essay. It was just like, tell me, you know, what you love about tennis. And I guess he read them all. And of course he like asks me to read mine aloud to the whole team. But it was basically, I remember, I don't, I wish I still had it, but it reminded me of this. Like I'm super competitive, but what I talked about was the beauty of the game to me. And it was a lot about what went happened when I stepped inside those squares that's that square and how when I was in there you know exactly like I'm sure I didn't use these exact words but that's what I meant I played singles mostly at the time everything was on me I liked it that way and I just loved the way I felt when I was in that that box if you will those lines and of course I was probably you know had a lot of metaphors for the lines in life and everything else (laughs) but but I I I get it. Like, I get what she's yeah. saying. And then the second thing it made me think of was I'm like, this is sort of like a sports movie. And I know it's not a movie, yes. but a sports show. Like, and I love sports movies and I love them because there's always like two stories, right? There's the, the story of the sport itself, mm-hmm. like the game, the competition, whatever you're, the, you watch as the viewer that you do get invested in. But the reason people love them, right, even if you don't like sports, is because you get invested in the story of the player, or the players, yes. right? And that it's always about something bigger, you yes, know, of that's, life, you know? And that's the part yes. lots of people like. I was watching a little bit and my daughter walked in and she, she watched a couple of scenes and she goes, so is this just about chess? I'm like, it's about life. Yes, which any great sports movie, show, whatever. Should be. Should mm-hmm. be, right? Because yes. you're just as fascinated by, you know, the story of the person. And this, I think this show does such a good job of that. First of all, chess, to make chess, you know, <laughs> sexy, interesting, right. already hats off to them, right? This That's It's right. kind of easy to make a football movie. I'm sorry. There's a lot of drama Yes. And action built into those. But built now to yeah. see the drama in chess. And yes. then at the same time, this like portrait of her and, you know, her addictions and 
battling, you know, all that. I don't, I, I was like, I know. This, all of this came to me from that one quote. I'm like, right. Fucking amazing. Which is also amazing because I barely noticed that. What you I noticed, noticed the next one. The, the next. Yeah, time. I know. Oh, also when, good. Yes. When the reporter says, have you heard of oh. apophenia? Oh, yeah. Apophenia. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, what is it? And the reporter says, the finding of a pattern or meaning where other people don't. She said, creativity and psychosis often go hand in hand, as do genius and madness for that matter. Mm-hmm. So I looked up, she did describe what, but mm-hmm. it has come to evolve to be implicit in in something called the gambler's fallacy. Have you heard this? Oh, no. So this is the erroneous belief, and this is exactly what she was saying with the 64 squares and Mm -hmm. the control. Gambler's fallacy is the erroneous belief that if a particular event occurs more frequently than normal during the past, it is less likely to happen in the future or vice versa. When it has otherwise been established that the probability of such events does not depend on what has happened in the past. They're statistically independent, but the fallacy is commonly associated with gambling where it may be believed, for example, the next roll of the dice is more likely to be a six because you haven't had any sixes. Uh. So she sees patterns or or she suggests, the reporter suggesting that Beth sees patterns, meaning if you do everything right, someone's not going to leave you or, right. you know, she thinks mm-hmm. it is, she can correct the hurts you know imposed upon her by being perfect at chess she's trying to connect life and chess in ways that don't actually connect you can be a perfect chess player and it's not going to bring anybody back from your past no so I was like, oof, that oh, hurts. Yeah. Wow. And that makes me think even of that line that her, in the, when this uh, episode opens, there's that flashback to her and her mom, like playing by the lake. Mm-hmm. And yes. her mom says the yes. strongest person is the person who isn't scared to be alone. And, mm. you know, that's kind of in her head, like just be by yourself. That's why she says it's just me out there. She thinks that if she, that's another way to control things like I'll just be responsible for myself not let anybody in yeah. just do my thing on the chessboard yeah. which I mean we'll talk about this her mother the adopted mother tries to kind of get her out of that a little get her more yes. intuition and relaxation and like get out of yes. your head basically yes but yes and, and she knows that she's telling it from her own personal understanding because right after that scene with the life magazine mm-hmm. uh, reporter they cut to them at dinner and Mm -hmm. she says you know the mother is coughing and she says I don't know why my body is intent on sabotaging my brain when my brain is perfectly capable of sabotaging itself such a good line right so good is that when they talk about how fresh is that when she talks about how frustrated she is Beth with the article and the way it turned out when she was trying to read it to her yeah absolutely yes that was when she tried to read it to her and she lost her place and then she said she couldn't really pick it up and and Beth said don't go on I'm tired of it I'm famous just because I'm a girl yeah I so what did you think of that I thought that was amazing I mean her point is I want to be the best chess player and I end not the best female chess player and she was also annoyed rightfully so she's like I wanted to talk about you know Mr. Schneibel Schneibel. and Mm -hmm. how I got into it in the orphanage and all they care about like she and 
in that scene, it's so interesting. She just doesn't get it. She legitimately mm-hmm. doesn't understand. I mean, she is a yes. little naive, not very socially aware, yeah. but she just doesn't get it. Like, why Why can't they just talk about how I play chess? Why do they have to talk about me as a girl? Like, why? And and I, I thought it was very genuine mm-hmm. and, yes. can't, and express what people still think sometimes, right? I mean, celebrities yeah. complain about the, female celebrities right actresses whatever complain about this all the time you interview a man about his movie you know you ask him you know a certain set of questions you ask me like what am i wearing and you know how did i feel you know they still do that and this in this when this is set it was probably a hundred percent common what she experienced fortunately i think it still is a lot of times Yes, I know. I, I'm so on the fence about it, though. And I mean, this isn't I, I understand what you're saying about the uh, the double standard of we yeah. want to talk to women about what they're wearing and the men. It's like, how did you get into this role? Right. They're taken more seriously sometimes. But I I did think she wasn't she had a young person's a very young person's yes. view on it shouldn't matter that I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it does. We do know that it does matter, especially yes. we're now recording this when we have a vice president elect that's a woman for the first time mm-hmm. in, in this country's history. And it is a big deal. I mean, it's not the only thing that matters, but it is really important to see women in places where there are no women. Yes. And it, it is. It's an important thing. I think the frustrating part was that that interviewer was so horrible and you, she wasn't, <laughs> like if she had said what you said, like, listen, I know you want to be the best and I want to write an article that showcases you and your talent. But the fact that you're a female in and the only one and everyone you play is a man, that's a story. And that's yes. a story that needs to be told. You know, again, yes. I mean, this woman was annoying and gross so of course like it just yeah although we don't see what she really ended up writing about no what she started to read before she got cut off was that she's out for blood and yeah i I was yeah you're right i'm not sure where that article ended up going because we're talking about i did think it was really interesting and also another aspect of this it shouldn't matter that i'm a girl or it shouldn't be that important. And yet the next scene is her getting invited to the apple pies. Oh, God. Yeah. That scene spoke to me. I'm sure you didn't get that. It didn't resonate with you. I feel like you've... I feel like even though you're more <laughs> comfortable maybe with men, you also know how to be with women. And I don't. Yeah. And that yeah, was just yeah. such a... I was like, oh, God, this is like me in all of high school. Like, yeah, yeah. So no, it did not. Like, hit, yeah, it did not hit me the same way. I mean, them all singing along to, you know. Oh, God, bit, I've was, never. Yeah. I've never understood female ritual, like, in this <laughs> way. Like, ma- makeup, I don't know makeup. I don't know gossip. I don't do, like, oh, those yeah. kind of. Oh, yeah. No, then, yeah. It, then this is super it, weird for you. Or just what it elicits, like. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you weren't doing that literal thing, but yeah, slumber parties yeah. were not your thing. No, 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 <laughs> no, not my thing. I don't know. And it's not a, it's not at all. And I feel like they did a really good job they portraying did. because she's not, I'm above this. She doesn't have any feeling other than not understanding. Like she just doesn't get it. Completely. And then and when, that, they, when they start all singing, she literally looks at them like they're Martians. Like, what are yeah. they doing? doing like she's confused honestly right but yeah but 
But it is just confused. And I know I've said this to I've said this to one of my friends, someone who's known me later in life. And I've always told her, like, I just didn't really get it. And I didn't have a lot of girlfriends and I just what like what does that mean and this is what it means <laughs> this yeah. is what it means I just didn't understand what we were supposed to be doing I just didn't get it I just right, I don't right. know what chip is missing in me but it's the same one that's missing in her and I feel like that was really accurately portrayed again she doesn't she does want to when they invite her she's like yeah that's me too I'm like yeah I'll yeah, come. Yeah. I want to come to your apple pies meeting. And, yeah, it's, and also, these are not frivolous girls. These are apple pie as in pie in math. This right. is supposed to be. Though so all they do is know, talk about boys. But right, yeah. Right. But she thought this is somewhere I could fit in. Right. She might yeah. not have gone if it was the captain of the cheerleading squad. And maybe she would have said, I don't really know what you guys do. So I'm not going to. This is a place where she accepted this invitation thinking she could belong. And then she got there and she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm yeah. awkward and I don't get it. And I, I feel like it's too late for me to learn now. So I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave <laughs> and go in the other room and look at the liquor cabinet. And then, yes. hmm, you know. Yes. And then start yes. drinking. Yes. <laughs> Alone. Yes. Right. Yeah. And go back so, to dreaming about chess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, yes. That's right. She finds alcohol does, mm-hmm. helps her with that, too. Yes, exactly. So then we get to the, is it the U.S. Open in Vegas, right? Yeah. Is that, that, is that in the next episode, though? No. Or is that next episode Mexico. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Episode four is Mexico. This is with so her episode- run-in with Benny. Yes. Well, now she yeah. has to play him. Yes, she has to exactly. play against him now. Yes. Right. And sh- that's right. They do run into her, uh, each other. But before she runs into him or before she's playing with him uh, against him, she is telling her mother how annoying he is. And and her mother says, are you are you afraid of him? And she says, no, I'm not. I'm not scared of Benny Watts. And she does say, though, Bargov is the one that she's scared yes, of. That's the so only that player us. she's afraid of is the mm-hmm. Russian. So that yeah. sets us up for what we will know what will be to come. But but then she actually runs into Benny and mm. he tells her one of her moves he saw a weakness in one of her moves or one of her matches that she hadn't seen and man does she lose her shit over that gets in her head well because remember she had been studying her game Mm -hmm. prior to that and realized she has no weaknesses she she felt Mm -hmm. like she really didn't and then for someone to point that out yeah she it she was unhinged after that yes and she had done it to other people and Mm -hmm. she thought she was so smart for seeing it in theirs and he didn't even watch it he just read something and he knew it and so do you think that's benny watts's signature move to try and mess with people ahead of time or no it was just they accidentally ran into each other and he shared this to I think a normal person would not have been so thrown. Yeah, it's true. It is the fact that she thinks she has such control over the board, like Mm -hmm. she says earlier in the interview. I think think otherwise, I mean, if that was me, I would have been like, oh, I'm glad he saw that and told me. And now I can, you know, 
shore up that weakness, right. that weak spot. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been sent into the t- uh, the tizzy the, that she yeah, was sent into. Yeah, the mental into, right? slide that happens after that. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. And then she has to sit across from him, and we think she's really pulled it together, but she says uh, she has some great voice over here i i think i thought he could see what i was planning yeah. that he could hear my heart beating so she, she yeah she was resign yes yeah well right because she still because she wanted to win that's yeah. all she cared about mm-hmm. she wanted to win and she lost sight of the whole game mm-hmm. and she says he caught me completely off guard i wanted to scream and then she sees, as she's sitting across from him, she sees Mr. Scheibel come up. And she, that's when she knows. She's like, oh, yep. Yeah. You have to resign. I, yes. And she says, I didn't see what he was doing. And yeah. And that's what's so scary to her, right? Because that's yes. the feeling of not being in control. I didn't see it coming. Like, yep. and, oh my God, what, uh, what if this happens again? And what, what, mm-hmm. what, is, what are these unexpected things that I haven't gone through in my mind? Right. And this really rocked her to her core. I mean, this is the yes. first time we've seen I mean, it doesn't lose. happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. Well, she didn't lose. She right, yes. didn't. It was a draw. They ended up being They'd co- be co-champions. Co-champions, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then the end of this episode is great, too. She's she's telling this to her mother, and she's she's complaining about what she's heard about, what she's angry about is being blindsided in this way. And her mother wisely, I think, says, you can't finesse everything all the time. Nobody can. And she shoots back, you don't know anything about chess. And the mother says, I know what it feels like to lose. Yeah, I bet you do. Oof, that was a dagger. That was harsh. Yeah, really harsh. But then the mother does not fight back. She does not. She says, and now you You do do too. too. Yeah. I love that because yes. I would have gotten all, oh, yeah. But she's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I do. But now you do too. Yep. And then they hold yeah. hands. Yeah, I know. In the in car. The car after, yes. after yes. you know. So I think they're really, it's a very interesting relationship because at that point too, which we didn't discuss, you know, she's she's now taking a commission. She's sort of like her agent mm-hmm. in a way. But yep. again, talk about like subverting expectations. I thought when that relationship first started and she saw how much money Beth could yes, make, that she was going to, that she was going to turn into the it. stage mom, yes, that she was yes. going to be, you know, a psycho about it and you must practice harder. And I, and she starts taking more and more of the money, get all of that, but none, none of that came to pass. Right. It's just, I know. you know, and yes. she saw in Beth that she had all these unrealized dreams, right. Of being a piano player and of traveling and through Beth, these things are now happening for her. And so they both benefit so much from each other. And it actually turns into, I think, a, I mean, there's some dysfunction, obviously, yes. but, but a nice relationship in a way. And I yes. kept waiting for the weird thing again, but there wasn't. Right. No, as she wasn't going to take advantage of that. She wasn't, she was just happy that she was living through her in some way, as opposed yeah. to like, most people, most parents who try to live vicariously through their children want to correct their own mistakes. They want to see them go farther. They mm-hmm. want to see them do better. And she just seems to be happy to be along for this ride. I don't think she expected 
to get much of anything out of life at that point when we when we first see her right you know she's she's in a pretty bad place and especially then her husband leaves and you know she's just pretty much happy to be along for the ride right right yeah but then episode four is mexico city and we find out that the mother has has a pen pal. A pen pal. pal. <laughs> Beth, do you know what a so pen pal giddy. is? She's giddy and excited to meet this guy and connect with him. And it seems to be going pretty well for most of the episode. That yeah. she's And she's a little bit more excited about that part of it than the chess part, which I could you could see this is why Beth's a little resentful, but... I think Beth also is kind of just happy to have something. I mean, she's had a lot of loss in her life. And at least there's someone who will listen to her talk about her chess moves and she'll talk about her, talk about life with her. Yeah. It's got to be good enough, even though she's certainly not the attentive mother who's sitting there at every match. And Right. She gets a little tired of the Manuel stuff, like her partying and listening about it. But I think you're right. Yeah. She's like, eh, yeah, whatever. She's got to focus yeah. on her chess anyway. So you go out and come home at three in the morning or whatever, mom. I love how yes. she tells the twins, those back to those twin guys. Mm-hmm. I think she's having sex with him or something. I'm like, yes. wow, okay, let's tell the twins. <laughs> yes. About your mom's uh, sex life. Which is also just, again, shows her kind of naivete or just like not being aware of. I'm sure they knew that. She didn't need to say I it. I know. I also <laughs> the think the twins were like, duh. Yes. I also think it was a nice contrast. Her mother being so free and coming home at whatever hour with Beth, who's sitting <laughs> there going over studying. her chess moves and studying yeah. a book. And that's where uh-huh. she says, you know, I don't know much about chess, but the, the times where you get the most applause is, you know, basically when you do a move quickly and it, mm. when it seems to me you're acting from intuition. And so you're not going to read that in a book. And she's right. The, wh- why she's so gifted is that it is intuition and it is instinctive right. for her. And I love the part where she's like, you know, you should try to go relax, like go to the zoo where there's you're in Mexico City and there's all these things you haven't seen. And like that really resonated with me because like that is like growing up. I mean, like my parents had to tell me those types of things like right. like you're way too hard on yourself. <laughs> Put the book down like you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, but I must study more. And they right. were like, no, you need to like go outside and do right. something else <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I know. Nerd alert. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but well, uh, what I was thinking is, yeah, but she just goes out and gets wasted from right. from cart <laughs> cart right. beers yeah so that they were not encouraging necessarily <laughs> but i was thinking more when i was younger but yeah but i thought i really liked that i liked their yin and their yang these two yes. the mom and her I, so yes yeah but i don't know i i see i think i i don't know i didn't see it that way i see it as like beth doesn't get it and she I don't know. It's either she's in control or she completely totally out of control. relinquishes control to substances. Yeah. Right. But and I think, yeah, how she executes her mom's advice, you're right, doesn't work well because she doesn't, she doesn't just right. go relax and like, you know, take her mind off things. She like no. annihilates herself. And I'm not sure that's her 
what her mom was telling her to do. But her mom also doesn't have the, doesn't seem she has the control issues that she yes, has. correct. And we see that a side moment for, with Mr. Scheibel, which we hadn't seen. Yeah. Right, where he says it's two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You have your gift and you have what it costs. Yes. You, you have so much anger in you, you have to be careful. And it's like one side is control and the other side is anger. Those are the two <laughs> modes that she has and so she is watching her mother who said she was coming down something and couldn't go to her match she then sees her later on dancing with what was it Manuel mm-hmm. and she's looking it's a little stalkerish it's a little creepy and scary but you see she's mad she doesn't hold on to it for long but I think that's because she's able to just throw herself back into the chess matches. So you're saying that the two sides of the coin are control and anger? Interesting. Yes. So Beth and yeah. I have a lot more in common than <laughs> I thought. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Because I didn't see it because yeah. I don't have the addiction piece and her messiness part. But right. but wow, yeah. No wonder I resonated so much with the 64 squares and the, yes. and the control. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Something for everyone in this. I know. I love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Then she plays that. Yeah. Go ahead. So she does go get drunk. I mean, it does seem. And this is where uh, Corinne pops back into the the (laughs) narrative. Everybody gets a turn. (laughs) That's right. Which is because even though it's not healthy and functional, it does. Going and getting obliterated, it does take your mind off of the other things and so she does kind of come back the next day she gets drunk she takes the rest of the day off and she comes back the next day and her first match she crushes the guy and the the announcer I loved the announcer in Spanish she said she moved with such deadly accuracy yes such measured control she crushed him like an egg I love that. I was like, yeah. yes, that's where like the whole sports movie comes in. I'm like, even this guy describing chess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, crush him. Crush him. Right. You know? Right. Yes. Yeah. And, but then she sees Borgov and she's getting, mm. it's getting in her head and he's not even playing her. He's playing someone else and she's watching and they ask, will he defend himself or will he counterattack? And then this becomes a theme I think that's going to keep playing out is, does she, you know, do you defend yourself or do you counterattack? And, and how her game is all attack. All attack, yeah. Right. But in between, she plays the 13-year-old boy. Now here is where she might have learned a real lesson, Beth. Mm-hmm. And not what, essentially what her mother was telling her, but she had to make it her own. She's intimidated by his age, by his mm-hmm. assuredness. And it's really that kind of cockiness that is, he doesn't know better. He's yeah. really good at a young age and you don't know better than to not be. And it is in her head. Yeah. And that first day she is wilting. She is really struggling. And then they play for so long that they they adjourn it and they come back the next day and somehow the next day she gets it and she went you know he's going so quickly and she just walks away when he's not when when it's not her turn she walks away and then she she doesn't just walk away she like sashays skirt yes she's like well you say suddenly the next day she gets it i think what happened is because when they adjourn for that day 
he started talking, you know, about, oh, in America, do you really have movies you yes. can see in cars? And she realized she was talking to a child. I think. Right. She was like, oh, right. my God, this kid who wants to know about driving movies, like, and right. he's just like, what am I doing? I think when she right. came back, she saw him then for what he was. And I think some of the intimidation dropped away. Right. I'm going to be playful and I'm going to not really care. And, and it she totally really messed gets, with him. Yes. Totally messes with him. And that game ends pretty quickly. And it's just a reminder for us watching and for her in the moment that that it's the chess at that high level is more than just moves. And it's a oh, mental, yeah. right? Yeah. And Like all sports though, really. Yes. Yeah. There's the yes. mental element. Mm-hmm. And what about her saying to him, well, what, you know, he's saying he wants to be champion at 16 and she's like well then what are you going to do and he was like i do not understand like i do not understand but you know he's just confused and Mm -hmm. and but is that her sort of questioning herself like what happens after you reach these goals that you set for yourself then what yeah i don't know i was wondering that too but but she's like you're the best I've ever played and then when she walks mm. off until you play Borgoff. I mean yeah. that started reminding me of Rocky what is it Rocky 4 whatever the one is against the Russian and yes. I'm like this is still reminiscent of that until you yes. play Borgoff. <laughs> yes yes we're, we're constantly reminded of that threat and not only because he's just a great player but also because she is scared of him and we know this yeah. and, and she's even next- gone so far as to take Russian like you said you yeah know, the beginning to, she's right so she could learn the language and not be at a disadvantage but not feel f- right yeah, yeah good thing she did though because then mm. the next scene after she realizes she's playing Borgoff, she's in the elevator with him and if she didn't know russian she wouldn't be able to know what they were talking about right which i don't know if that's good or bad no i know been better it probably would have been better know. it's true yeah. but i hate when, when you think head. people are talking about you in another language and you don't yeah. know the language no this definitely got in her head although yes. i thought it was interesting when borgoff says like you know all the people working for him were like you know you'll destroy her get mm-hmm. you'll get her with jet lag and all and and he's like she is an orphan and losing isn't an option for her so she will fight as she has nothing else to live for. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And she But I also like Yeah, and I liked their their perceptions too. She's all attack. She yep. doesn't watch her back. Mm-hmm. She's angry. She's a drunk and she has to take all this and go, "Oh." Yeah. 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 But she yeah, she's an orphan losing it isn't an option. She's a survivor. So he yeah. has more respect for her for her right. than than the other two cronies, I guess. Do. But then she plays him, and yeah. oof, mm. that was that was tough. That was she's just you could tell right from the start that she is, you know, not mentally there. She is too in her head. She's too nervous. She's too scared. And of course, he's got the advantage because he's he's the white player and. You know, it, right? It it was it was over before it began on many levels. I think. Yes, I think so. Exactly. But then she goes back to tell her mother about it, and I loved what she was saying. Saying, yeah, right? yeah, that his moves were so obvious Una- and unimaginative. She said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, she was surprised by how unimaginative his moves are, which so bureaucratic, bureaucratic." She yeah. said, "Yes." Yes. Almost like, how dare you beat me with those moves? Like, yes. they're not worthy. 
right? And, and, but meanwhile, all it had done, she said, I looked at his face, there was no doubt, no weakness. And that's something that when you're not being creative, when you're just following a plan, A to B to C, this is what works, you know, pull out this right from the, right from the book, then there is no, there's, it's easy to have no room for doubt. There's no weakness. It's just is what it is. Right. And she doesn't play that way. That's not the way her mind works. That's not what she's impressed by. That's not her goal. Mm -hmm. So she was taken by it. But we know how she'll come back and attack again, which is some some good foreshadowing. And also, like, this, it won't be just who's the better chess player. It will be who works on what plane. And we see now that they've d- divided. He's very classic, and she is... She takes pride in her creativity and her right. imagination. Intuition to, and all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she's telling but, this all to her mother yes. who's not listening. Oh, she's, she's dead. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. That was, damn. I'm like, I'm so wrapped up in this big loss for her. And and how she's describing it so well. And then we're like, I'm like, wait, what? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And then they oh. drop that on us. Yeah. Damn. I know. Damn. I, know. I mean, she was coughing a lot and sick, and I, now it all makes sense, but I still just, I don't know. I thought something bad might happen to her at some point, but I, I was caught off guard, too. I was definitely caught off guard. I didn't know if something would or wouldn't. I don't think I would have been surprised either way, but it right. was just the timing of it. Right after, they just did a one-two punch on us. So that's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! It ends so, with her toasting. Doesn't it end with her toasting the martini to the empty air oh, that's, seat next to her, like to her mom, right. like cheers. Either way, right. either that's way, right. we're at the end. She's lost her mom. She's now on like her third martini on the plane, and yeah. is well equipped with a lot of green pills. So yes, uh, I know. Yeah. Well, so that's one thing I want. Uh, this brings. I think that ends perfectly with with two things that we still want to talk a little about one is one for me is the addiction Mm -hmm. it's a little fuzzy for me I'm not sure what her thing is I mean does she use it for gameplay or is it a way to kind of get out of her brain because those two things seem at odds right if you're taking it like you believe you do better you you play better impaired because it cuts off whatever and helps you focus that's at odds with just you know downing some beers and and forgetting about things for a while I think you're right I think it's inconsistent I think the green pills seem to be something that when she takes them they help her game and help Mm -hmm. her focus during it but then the drinking to excess and mm-hmm. all of that, that seems more of like the, how can I erase my pain and right. and annihilate myself so I don't have to think about things, which is completely different. Right. So yes, completely different. Which, she hasn't had the green pills in a while, though. She, she really had did. She took it to, with Benny. With Benny, right? Yeah. But like. That's like of all of these matches we've seen, I think that's the only one she did take something for. Well, she and she did in 
she took prior, it K- yeah. Kentucky and she took it uh, in Vegas. So, I mean, it, you're right, though. It has certainly out of all the matches we can assume she's been playing and winning. It seems she only pulls it out for the big ones. Yeah, for the ones where she has something extra to have to overcome. But she didn't do it for Borgov. She, well, look how that turned out. No, right, right. Yeah. So I, I know it's, it's hard. I do think that that the green pills seem to be helpful, or she thinks they're helpful for her matches. But all the drinking and whatnot seems to be right. like an escape. Well, the chess is the escape. I mean, we talked about well, this a little bit on the first yes, one. Yes, an escape so I, from I, the the. The chess, in a way. No, I think either. I think they're both ways to not feel mm-hmm. and and to control. And so that's, you know, th- those are the escapes: the chess and the the drinking. I guess. But then I don't. But then the, it all came from the tranquilizers at the orphanage. So I don't know. It's a little fuzzy, but it's not. It's not taking me out of it. It's not really right. a. You know, it's certainly I'm I wasn't watching it going, well, what you know, I just had like yeah. a moment of pause and I was right. curious. Mostly I'm curious where it's gonna go because I do wish it was more of a clear parallel that that the chess is doing the same thing as the alcohol for her. It's a way right. to make her feel, forget about all of her pain and and all the things she's scared of and never being loved and always being left and those serve the same purpose what about the mother oh the mother Marielle Heller so I yes. didn't know who this was when I was no, watching neither it. did I until and you I told guess me. why would we right I mean she's a she's a, a pretty well-known director she directed a beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks and Tom can Hanks ever, right yeah and can you ever forgive me starring Melissa McCarthy and I think she got a lot of buzz for a beautiful day in the neighborhood because he was nominated for best actor and I think they got some other nominations, but she didn't get a Best Director nom. And it was the mm. same year where a lot of women were overlooked, like every year. Right. Um, but it was just, I'm like, wait, yes, that was every that year. Was an, yes, but it, but was, it was a year recent. that felt, yes, yes, it felt even more egregious that year. And that Melissa McCarthy one really got a lot of hype too. And I don't it got kind of lost in the shuffle at the end, but I didn't realize she did that one as well. Wow. Yeah. And so she doesn't normally act. And that's why I was so surprised I wouldn't have thought again I don't I don't know that we all know directors by face anyway but so yeah it's Marielle Heller and I read a couple articles about why she decided to take this very rare acting role when she's normally behind the camera and part of it which I love for purposes of this podcast is that she just thought this character was so complex and so complicated and you know i love that because she said you know in the movies that i write and direct i really look for characters particularly female characters who are complex and surprising and who hold many truths at one time yeah and part of what she loved about alma this role was that she was like that she's somebody who lives with a huge amount of pain she said she has this dream that she never was able to fulfill of being a pianist. She wanted to be a mother and she was never able to fulfill that. She's living in a loveless marriage. She's really a victim of her error. There's something so tragic about her and yet she's resilient. She's smart. Mm -hmm. She's cunning. 
she has this other side to her that gets woken up by seeing Beth pursuing her dream. And I love that. I mean, yes. the, and, and so we always talk and of course we want to talk about things on this show that are created by women and directed by women. As you said earlier, we want to see when men do it, how they're doing it. But the mm -hmm. fact that this director looked right. at this and saw like, this, this is, and yeah. said, this is like what I like to make, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? This is what I yeah. look for when I write and direct. And yeah. yeah, you know what? Hell yeah, I'll act, even though I haven't acted in however many years. I mean, she's also friends with Scott Frank, the showrunner and creator and okay. director. She is. She's friends with him. And he tried to get her in a movie she was doing. He was doing at one point. And then in Godless, which I've never heard of this series, but apparently people are it's got a huge following. Yes. Um, on Netflix. Yes. I've never, I, I've never watched it, but I've heard. Yeah. And she, he wanted her to be in that. So he's been, he's, he's been circling around, she says for a while. And he helped her when she was directing. Can you ever forgive me? So they're obviously friends, but he's, but she's like, but I wouldn't have done it except that I read this script and I was so blown away by Alma. She's complex and rich and seemed like such a challenge that she was like, you know what? Why not? Which I thought was very cool. And I, I just think their mother-daughter relationship was an int very interesting mm -hmm. one, you know, yes. that you don't normally see quite like this. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an interesting I, sidebar on yes, Mariel Heller. I loved her character. I really did. I loved the way she, right, she held so many things to be true at the same time. She was trying, but also not very good. And she drank way too much and wasn't present, but she was also more than, more than it Beth had in anywhere else. And she had moments, she had really moments where she, stood up and shined as her mother protecting her like when the reporter is going off on her being an orphan and she kind of steps in and yeah she had yeah she had some great moments and I thought the dynamic together was impressive and then also just her character alone I thought was so well drawn so yeah and this I don't know Scott Frank either and perhaps I think movie buffs would would be horrified by me but i mean he's <laughs> he's got two oscar nominations for okay. best adapted screenplay he did out of sight for out of sight and logan but he wrote little man tate get shorty minority Wait, out of Report. sight george clooney jennifer lopez 1998 yes it is it look at that yes and he got oh. an oscar nomination for that wow i'm a huge fan of that movie Yes, see? And I love yes, Little screenplay. Man Tate. Yes, that. see, now I think of that, no wonder, I think of that as a Steven Soderbergh movie, but Scott Frank wrote it. I didn't know that Walter Tevis, who wrote the book, that he, three of his six novels were made into major motion pictures, one of which was The Color of Money. Hello, Martin okay. Scorsese and Paul okay. Newman and Tom Cruise. Like, didn't know that. So, so he cares about weird gameplay savants huh i get well that's true so that's you're right actually that's the author of the book but you're right, right he does yeah. i mean right. some a couple of his other ones but i guess the queen's gambit like i said three of his six novels were made into motion pictures each garnering academy award nominations which is wow. pretty crazy but the yeah. queen's gambit was one that was much less known but 
but has like a cult following among his mm. readers. And okay. they tried for 40 years to make this movie. 40 years. What? Like it's been. What? It, when it first came out in 1983, the book, the film rights were bought immediately. And it was, right. there was all these different um, directors attached to it. Right. There was always buzz around it. And it just languished like so many things do. Like, and sure. then guess who was going to direct it? Who? Oh, tell me. Heath Ledger. Okay. In, before he died, Heath oh, Ledger okay. was Heath, going yeah, to yeah, direct yeah. the adaptation right after he had played the Joker. Okay. He was going to direct it and it was going to star Ellen Page as Beth Harmon. Oh, boy. And I'm he was sure. so, I'm not sure about that, but he no. was so interested in it because everyone knows he was a user of prescription drugs and had addiction issues and he mm -hmm. really related okay. to Beth's character. And huh. he was going to make the movie, but then he died. Wow. I mean, yeah, like wow. right when it was about to. And then it's been like a passion project for Scott Frank, who's been trying to get it made. And so he's the writer, director, and executive producer. But yeah, wow. it's crazy. I know wow. a lot of talent behind this is yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot. Yes. Well, I'm glad. I mean, it's obviously. It's showing. It is. It's showing that, that I guess, the the underlying messages if nobody's interested in your stuff it's probably not the stuff it's just how things work because this is excellent yeah. and everyone I talk to is obsessed well I can't wait for the last three I know I'm so excited I don't know what's gonna happen I, I think she's gonna play Borg off again no I'm just kidding <laughs> but she's gotta see Benny again too right she's yeah face off against yeah. him because that's town says at the end oh you'll have a chance again against mm -hmm. him so yeah she's gotta go back and exercise those demons with them with those two yeah but without her mother I wonder I what's gonna happen I know, and I don't know if the pills are going to be her friend more now. I don't know where this is going, but... Mm. Her friend. I don't know if yeah. that's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> 